0: My name is Dr. Kieran O'Driscoll, I'm a consultant neuropsychiatrist, and uh, this is a podcast recording for JNNP in association with the BMPA, Um, and I'm interviewing Dr. David O'Kay, who's a local consultant in psychological medicine in Oxford and a clinical research associate in neuropsychiatry at the Institute of Psychiatry. Could I start uh, by asking you uh, to summarize the salient points in relation to your topic of
1: Impulse Control Disorder in Parkinson's Disease? I mean, um, really, my interest has been about uh, the assessment and management of impulse control disorders and so further trying to get a clear understanding of what those two aspects of Parkinson's disease impulse control disorders entail. In terms of assessment, I've been trying to develop an understanding and develop research in terms of uh, screening tools, great understanding of of effective screening tools and severity tools as well. In terms of management, we've been looking at trying to develop a psychosocial-based, cognitive therapy-based intervention for uh, the management of this complex range of problems.
0: And just for the benefit of the listener, uh, would it be possible to just uh, say what we mean by uh, impulse control disorder or impulse compulsive behaviour in Parkinson's disease?
1: And this term has been adopted from the general population, for instance, in gambling behaviours. Patients uh, find that they uh, engage in these behaviours, they're difficult to resist, and they find that they escalate in terms of... The frequency and and uh, the amount that they might spend uh, on on their gambling activities. The same term has been adopted into Parkinson for a range of behaviours, including both gambling and shopping, uh, but also uh, problem changes in preference for eating, uh, usually involving an increase in eating and perhaps a preference for sweet for sweet things, and a change in uh, their their sexual activity as well. So they're all linked. Uh, the gambling and the shopping are felt to be learnt types of reward, things that you learn via your social interactions, Um, and the eating and the sex are more natural-based rewards. But um, we've noticed in Parkinson's that they're increased, uh, All all, all the whole range of spectrum disorders are increased, and it's probably likely as a result of their dopamine medication, which can affect reward pathways in the brain. Okay, now these are
0: uh, usually for the patient and the family very distressing uh, in terms of the effect, impact they have. What hope do you uh, offer families
1: in terms of treatment? What? what uh... Well, I think it's difficult because um, we know that Uh, these uh, behaviours can have a huge impact on families. So the worst case scenarios are that um, someone's engaged for example in pathological gambling and they spent uh, much of the family fortune if not all of the family fortune. They're no longer working often as a result of their Parkinson's disease additionally and so often uh, firstly the the relative finds that they have to, that that they're in lifelong debt but given that their partner is no longer working, that actually they then have to start to make amends and and continue to work perhaps beyond their expected time frame. So issues of trust are clearly clearly there. Um, In addition to that, there's probably a suggestion that um, associated factors such as depression and perhaps some problems with cognition, although not invariably the case, can impact on the relationship. In addition to the impulse impulsive compulsive behavior so there's a whole range of types of changes in problems over the course of the duration of Parkinson's um, that may need to be addressed it's, it's an important question because even if you find a magic solution to uh, this to curing this problem if you stop someone's uh, Parkinson's medication the dopamine agonist which is felt to be the most likely Causative agent, uh, a lot of those issues still remain. The trust issues remain, the relationship problems, if they have broken down, still remain. And so, our interest is, is, is this role of, of looking at psychological therapies, talking therapies to address some of the, not only the urges and the, the frequencies of behavior, but also thinking about how one might look at the relationship again and help the couple to understand um, each other again.
0: And in terms of your own interest, is cognitive behavioural therapy the way forward?
1: Well, I think always with the management of a, a complex situation like this, it has to be multi-pronged. So, certainly, a psychological uh, input is, is unquestionably important, as but also looking at um, the, the medical sort of range of solutions as well. You know, the usual course of action for dealing with these issues is firstly to decrease the dopamine agonist, which is probably the most causative of the agents. Then uh, ideally, you know, some form of psychological uh, redress would would be advisable. It's also important to remember that it's not only impulse control disorders that these patients suffer with. We know that they also, they're more likely to have both depression, anxiety, social phobia, generalised anxiety problems as well. And all of those need to be looked at uh, as, as a bit of a, a piece altogether with a view to sort of thinking about improving someone's functionality day to day. And then looking at social issues as well, uh, as, as most neuropsychiatrists do. So looking at, you know, sort of social support, looking at fi- the financial situation uh, and any other areas or avenues where the patient and the family members can be supported.
0: And given the historical focus on the motor aspects of Parkinson's disease, do you think we need to change our attitude and uh, look at the the bigger picture and and actually inquire about these particular uh,
1: compulsive behaviours? I I think that's an excellent uh, suggestion. I think it's very, very true. I think... What we do know is that, um, unfortunately, by virtue of the way that the NHS is set up, um, you know, neurologists don't necessarily have a tremendous amount of time to be able to explore the full avenue of, of the associated non-motor symptoms of Parkinson's disease, and so we're not just talking about the impulse control disorders, but we're also talking about depression, fatigue, you know, and and the autonomic sort of problems. Um, so. We really need to think about um, the, the range of care pathways that are suitable for those with Parkinson's disease. It's actually often, interestingly enough, the Parkinson's disease uh, nurses who know the patients, who uh, have more time, slightly more time with the patients, and get to know them well. And certainly, in terms of our own research, they have been instrumental in highlighting these these problems for for individual patients, and then also being part of the solution by way of helping with uh, the outcome. And given the
0: potential embarrassment of admitting to these particular uh, problems, do you think we should be actively inquiring at each clinic? I, th- I think that's
1: essential. Um, we know that the, the problems can not be there on, on one clinic visit and then can be there on the next. Um, the best uh, form of, of of addressing them, of course, is always prevention. So, uh, people need to be counselled appropriately at the at a very early stage in their in their condition. They need to be forewarned that these behaviours will feel very much like they're part of the person, but actually they are going to be a change from as a result of their Parkinson's medication. And actually, one should warn those close to the patient as well, not just the patient themselves, to keep an eye on. So you've got corroboration there in terms of the presence or absence of these conditions. You know, if we're we're taking a step further, actually, some form of systematised screening Um, seems to be far more beneficial in terms of picking up and detecting this range of problems than simply inquiring about them in a non-systematic way. Even within our own study, some of the patients who were referred to our group as controls um, were found to have uh, impulse control disorders uh, behaviours when they were systematically inquired about.
0: I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. And I wish you the best of luck on your Viva for your MD in three days' time. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>